How do you actually make a decision when it really feels like you can't decide? Hey, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach, and you can find me over at choosetohaveitall.com where I work with online business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. I work with them to build their best lives so they can run their best businesses. Today's listener question came in from Colleen. She's over at scrappyfrontier.com, and yes, Colleen has the last name, but if you ask me to pronounce it, I'll butcher it totally, so just find her over at Scrappy Frontier. Let's dig into her question. She's got a good one, and I know we've all been here before. She says, Hey, Heather, I help women over 50 launch their own businesses. Mindset is huge for them. In particular, they often can't decide which passion or interest they want to pursue, so they end up pursuing none. Wondering how you approach things when the client's issue is indecisiveness. Oh, Colleen, we've all been there, right? Where we have too many options and too many choices. We feel like we can't decide. We worry about making the wrong decision and we end up doing absolutely nothing. We've absolutely been there and I totally have your back with this, but here's a hint. Indecisiveness isn't actually the problem. Tune in on the other side of this break and I'll explain more. Talk to you soon. Your client's struggle makes sense to me, Colleen. I can understand why a woman over 50 would feel enormous weight and responsibility over which product, service, or idea she chooses to pursue as she builds a business heading towards her second act in life, right? That's the issue you're helping these women do. You're helping them build their second, sometimes third act in their life. How do they start over at a time when a lot of women at that point in time are given the message that it's time to start packing it up, packing it in, winding things down, looking forward to retirement and their challenge and their believing in this idea that they can begin again. I understand why they might be stuck, but it's not their inability to make a decision that's keeping them there. What's keeping them there is their fear. And it's the same thing that keeps everybody there. The fear of rejection, the desire and need for a guarantee that this is the business idea that's going to win, this is the business thing that's going to get them to their next step, that's going to help them make their goals and reach their dreams. And I think a way of approaching this with your folks, Colleen, is to talk to them about how their thoughts and their feelings are no different than anybody else starting out with a new dream, a new passion project, a new goal. A lot of times we create stories about ourselves that add the stress and the tension to whatever decision we're making. As I'm looking ahead, you know, in my own life right now, I'm packing things up for my move. And I'm trying to decide what I want to keep, what I need to donate, what I need like immediately, like, you know, available to me for the next couple of months while we manage this transition and what we can put in storage. And I just want to give you a quick example of the way I got caught up in this. So my husband has a piece of medical equipment that he doesn't need to use very often, but when he needs it, he needs it. 
And it's large, it's hunky, it takes a lot of space, and I can't really imagine moving it to a temporary location here in Massachusetts, getting it on some kind of airplane <laughs> over to California, keeping it in that temporary location until we buy a home, and then ultimately move in. And it was this idea that if I pack it, what if he needs it? If I don't pack it, how am I going to get it there? And I spent probably an hour going back and forth on that because I was so tied to this life or death mentality. And I promise you, it's not a life or death issue. It's just something that makes his life easier when things get hard at some point. So finally, he comes home from work yesterday and I said to him, I can't decide what to do with this stupid piece of equipment. Should we be keeping it with us or is it okay to pack? And he's like, well, just pack it because if we don't, if we need it, we can always do B. And he gave me like the B solution, which isn't as good as the equipment. It's not as effective or immediate, but it does solve the problem. When people are struggling with indecision, it's because they only see like finite numbers of options. And sometimes they need somebody on the outside to present the a new way of thinking. And Colleen, I think that's your role in these conversations because when they have a lot of options, they're telling themselves these are their only options. And if you poke around a little bit and you question that, I think you can help them open the door to finally making a decision. I think it's really important too, when people are feeling frozen and stuck around indecisiveness, that we normalize it a little bit. Obviously, like I just walked you through, you want to get them away from that black or white thinking, the life or death mentality, the feast or famine, because they really do have a plethora of options and the world isn't going to end if they choose the wrong one. It's important that we release that stress or release that burden from them, but it's also also important too that we normalize this a little bit because it's really normal when you're setting yourselves out to put a new dream into the world, to offer a new product or service, to feel entirely vulnerable. And Colleen, that's the issue your clients are facing. It feels incredibly vulnerable, particularly for a woman in her 50s when everyone else is being told to pack it up and pack it in. This woman, your client, she wants to start again. She wants to begin anew. She wants her second act, her third act, and she wants to put herself out there in a new way. And she knows she's going to be competing with the millennials out there. She knows she's going to be competing with the Spitfire and she's wondering why anybody should bother listening to her. She's stuck in imposter syndrome. She's paralyzed by fear and she feels like what she wants might not be able to happen. It might not be in her control and she might not know how to manage that. Welcome to owning a business, right? I think it's really important, Colleen, that your clients, even though they're in this particular niche, don't see them as all that different, see themselves as all that different than any other business owner. They have something in common. They have a shared, 
you know, obstacle or characteristic, whatever you want to call it, to overcome being, you know, in their 50s. But the biggest obstacle in being over 50 is whatever their self-perception is about being over 50. And that's not you know, about not being able to make a decision. That's about getting over the story they have about themselves, about their age. Their struggle really isn't indecisiveness. It's the same struggle that all business owners make. How do I put myself out there when it might not work? How do I put myself out there when there are obviously other people out there who could do it better, faster, more efficiently, less time, and for cheaper. Those are the same battles every business owner faces. And when people are struggling in their businesses or in their lives, I often tell them, what would the boss do? Because sometimes, you know, when I look back in my personal life, I, and I can't make a decision and I feel like I, I can't see right the right way or the right path. I just tune into my corporate days when I ran a company, not a company, I ran a program, when I ran a program. And I couldn't make a decision. The program couldn't wait for me to make a decision. They needed an answer now. Staff needed direction. Children and families needed expectation. Like I didn't have time to sit around and wait. And as soon as I went into what would the boss do, the decision was clear. So you want to frame this for the clients that you're working with, that they're not women over 50 starting a business. They're business owners. So what would a business owner do? And then do that. And when they can't decide because they have so many passions, so many ideas, so many different directions that they turn, honestly, Colleen, I call bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I know that's tough love, but it's really rarely about, oh, I have so many ideas. I can't possibly decide. It's, I don't know which idea gives me my best shot at success. So when that is the struggle, you need to say that out loud and tackle that. It's not a question about making decisions. It's a question about eradicating doubt, pushing through fear, ignoring imposter syndrome, and simply choosing to move. Here's another thing about indecisiveness. When people can't make a decision, it's usually because they're so worried about other people that they've stopped thinking about themselves. They're wondering who will buy a certain service, who would pay money, how much money would they pay, do they really want it, is it really needed? They get themselves filled with all kinds of questions about their potential consumer and buyer. And I get it. It makes sense. Ultimately, we're going to be salespeople selling a product or service. We have to do the market research. We have to make sure that people want to buy what we might have to offer. But usually when people can't move, it's because they can't get themselves in their heads, in the heads of their consumers, of their buyers. 
and they're putting their energy in the wrong place. They have to get in their own head and in their own body. What is the topic that if they started talking about, they wouldn't be able to stop talking? What is the idea that comes to mind that brings another idea that brings another idea because they're so excited about it? When they look at like, you know, here in the online space, those of us who uh, participate in online marketing and do those kinds of things, one of the tools we use is a content calendar. And one of the things I use when I work with my business owners on their struggles with indecisiveness is I put a blank content calendar in front of them and I say, fill in one content idea for the entire month for 30 days, 31 days, fill it up. What are you going to talk about? You know, Sunday to Monday, seven days a week. Not that I really expect people to be putting out content seven days a week or, you know, doing all of that. But the point is, is that you have to pick a product or service that you at least have a month's worth of ideas for. And usually the thing that we come up with that we can't stop writing and we go on to the next page and the next month Usually, that's where we belong. That's the business idea that we can attach to. But that process, Colleen, is internal for us. It's what do we want? What do we value? What do we think is important? And that is terrifying for women in particular because they're not necessarily culturally trained to think about themselves first. And when people are older, they're set in their ways and they're set in their old pattern ways of thinking. And if they've been you know, people pleasers for 50 years, <laughs> it's really hard to suddenly go, huh, well, what do I want? What do I think is important? They haven't been trained to do that. So one of the ways that I try to break that pattern sometimes is I'll give people a list of questions about themselves. And because I'm smart and sassy talking to women over 50 for you, I probably give them 50 questions and I would make them like, you have like, you have to answer immediately. You can't stop and think, what's your favorite drink? What's your favorite time to go to bed? What's your favorite movie? What's the book that if you had to read it, you know, one time a month for the, a year, you would be able to do it. All of those things, tuning into their preferences, their personal characteristics, what would you do if type questions? And, you know, as if there's a gun to their head and they have to decide now. You have to retune to get them back and centered on themselves. And anybody listening, if you're struggling with indecisiveness, I certainly hope you recognize that this lesson applies to you too. That you have to get in tune with yourself, the way you move through the world, your thoughts, your preferences, your desires, in order to decide what way works best for you. Because the path you choose for yourself that feels authentic and genuine to you is most likely going to be the path where your, potent, your potential client or lead will also fit and find their way. The reasons your clients are struggling, Colleen, is this is hard stuff. It all comes down to vulnerability. It always comes down to vulnerability. If vulnerability and fear weren't issues, I don't think I'd be at, I don't think I'd have a job uh, next week even. Um, so it's about getting your clients and those listening, getting ourselves in a place to live in vulnerability 
to be comfortable with vulnerability, to recognize we might make the wrong choice and it's okay. We'll fix it. We'll figure it out. We'll amend it. We'll pivot. We'll do what we need to do if we want it badly enough. But that by not moving and not deciding, we're delaying the whole process. We need to be willing to fail quickly if we're going to fail so we can get over it and find the right answer. Those are the types of conversations we need to have with ourselves, and those are the kind of conversations you need to have with your clients, Colleen. And I hope that this has given you some specific directions, and you're welcome to write back with uh, more specifics if you have them. And anybody listening, do this for yourself. Stop worrying so much about what other people think. Recognize that if you want something new to happen in your life, from choosing a vacation to choosing a restaurant to choosing a new business to leaving your job, you are the most important person in that equation. And when you leave you out, it becomes impossible to decide. Get in tune with yourself the way you want to move through the world and take a chance, make a choice, decide what happens next, and let me know what you find out on the other side. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I really loved your question, Colleen. Thanks for uh, reaching out to me with it. And if you'd like my two cents on your problem, you're certainly welcome to email me over at heather at choose to have it all.com. I'm getting one or two emails a day, so it's giving me great content ideas for all of you. And I'm really enjoying the opportunity to help you with your specific issue. If you'd like to know what it is to work with me and you're wondering a little bit about that, I do want to let you know that I am going to be limiting the number of slots that I have for clients coming up over the next four to six weeks as I get ready to move and my Wi-Fi becomes uh, less finite and available and specific to me. I'm going to need to limit how much client work I'm doing so that I can ensure that I'm offering the same amount of quality. But if you've ever wondered what it's like to work with me, head over to choosetohaveitall.com and you'll see the work with me page. You'll see that I work with people on a weekly intensive um, a two-week intensive. I also work with people on monthly and larger programs when they have bigger goals and needs. I'd love to talk to you about how I can help, and you can also find me there at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. If you're enjoying the discussions we're having, if you're finding value in a Monday through Friday daily podcast, the best way to help me and support the show is to leave a review on your podcast app. If you use Android or over at iTunes, let people know what you think of the show. Share it on social media media, that would be awesome if you could do that. And certainly subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much, guys. I'll be talking to you tomorrow.